when I was a kid, we watched a lot of PBS. We only had network channels and PBS, so that was one reason. And then also, for some reason, my parents assumed that um, anything on PBS would pass their sort of decency test, which is funny now because we never had any sense of like PBS being liberal in the way that people think of it now, but... Um, basically anything on PBS was okay to watch. And there were a lot of old British shows that came up and there was one that my parents were really into called all creatures, great and small. And it was about a pair of veterinarians and they were practicing in the countryside. There were two of them. And I think they were brothers and that it was set in the 1950s. And um, it was a very sort of gently, nice show but i was just bored silly by it most of the time but my dad he really liked anything about animals and especially farm animals because he grew up on a farm so we watched it a lot and there was one episode it's the only one that really stuck with me um one of the vets went out to this farm to check on a cow that had a tumor on its back and the tumor was about the size and shape of a clown's nose but it was black instead of red, but just spongy and that exact shape. And the old farmer who owned the cow, he was being really nasty to the young veterinarian. And I think he was saying things like, you know, you're just this newfangled animal doctor. There's no way you could know more about livestock than I know. And, um, you know, we're just going to have to destroy this cow with the tumor and that's that. So he's saying all this mean stuff to the vet. The vet's examining the cow. And then the farmer, you know, stops what he's saying and looks down and the tumor's just gone. So he's shocked, but he has to sort of concede that the vet must know what he's doing. And <laughs> then it cuts, it cuts straight to the vet back at home, I think having tea with his brother telling this story. And the brother vet says, you know, well, how did you do it? Where did the tumor go? And the first brother says, I gently palpated the tumor during my exam and the silly bugger just popped right off and went up my coat sleeve. And so he reaches into his coat pocket and he comes out with this like black tumor sitting in the center of his hand. And it was, I mean, it seems funny now, but I was, little Karen was just disgusted by that. It was, it was just horrifying. And I dreamed about that for years about this hand just coming out of the pocket with the tumor and, if I saw anything really gross, I would flash onto an image of that tumor sitting on the cow's back and um and just the idea that it could just pop off. Oh uh, um and I I eventually, you know, stopped thinking about it, but I don't think until probably my late twenties. So, you know, I guess so much for that idea that PBS is always safe for kids. Welcome to Broken Corners, uh, a podcast where we look back at our memories. My name is Armando. I'm Karen. And this week we were looking at the British culture influence on the U.S. for the last 40 years? 40 years. Yeah. 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 Um, do you remember the name of that show? It was, it was All Creatures Great and Small. All Creatures Great and, and Small. And it was based on a series of books. Okay. I think the author was named James Harriet. And I think he was one of the brothers. Did you ever try to track it down and watch it? Like when I got older, like now, no, when I was, oh, making, I will, by the way, <laughs> when I was, when I was making the notes for this, I thought what I really, I wonder how much of this i made up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know the scenario with the tumor happened, but I wonder how much of the detail around how, right. but I just remembered being so horrified of how, how could the tumor just pop off? And then why would you, 
okay, so it went up your sleeve and you're having this weird interaction with this mean guy, but why would you keep it in your pocket? And then you pull it out when you're like having dinner with your brother? Maybe he forgot about it. (laughs) Right. Maybe. No, he was, they were delighted. They were just delighted about the whole thing. But maybe it didn't happen. Well, it's reality TV. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) No, it, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's right that it was, it was sort of in the era when even, when veterinarians were, being a veterinarian was sort of a new career. And so that's why this old farmer was like, I know about cows. You don't know from cows. <laughs> well, but no, so I haven't, I haven't tried to watch just it. broke rule number one. We're not supposed to do, uh, voices. <laughs> that's my British accent. <laughs> Hello, governor. <laughs> no. Hello, Tuma. <laughs> that, but I, do you remember we were talking a couple of weeks ago and I was saying how, if something ugly happens and something I'm watching, I just look away and I don't, I feel like if I don't, I don't visualize well myself. So if I don't see it, I don't have to own the image. Right. So when I was a kid, if something gross happened, there were like a series of things. I'm so glad that I can't remember them all anymore. There were probably four or five things where my brain would just supply this like fast forward, you know, newsreel of uh, just flashing each of those images one after another. So like, I I remember finding like this pie plate underneath the porch that there had been pieces of chicken put on it for the cats or something. And then finding it just like heaving with maggots. Oh, so like that was one of them. And there was the tumor. I just, I don't know why my brain did this, but it would just, it would just flip through it like a Rolodex of like, oh, you saw something new that's disturbing. This is, oh, the idea of something being disturbing. Here they are. So yet you came back because you're big. You like things. You like all things British. I don't like all things British. I like a lot. lot. I like a lot of, you like a a lot of the things I do like are, are British. Yes, yes, you do. But we were talking earlier, like I, Oh, when people say that they're uh, like a, a anglophile, anglophile, I keep wanting to say Britophile. Britophile. Or I knew, and I knew kids. Pe- well, ki- they were kids, but people in college who would say that they were Francophiles. I was like, shut up! But that could you had the good observation that anytime you say file, you're getting. Well, a little I feel t- like yeah, I feel like if you say file, I automatically go to pedo, pedo- pedo- pedophile. pedophile. Yeah, it makes me feel weird. Um, but it just means you really like something. Which also now <laughs> makes me feel weird thinking about it, right? <laughs> but uh, okay, so but if you like to read, oh, I'm a bibliophile. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Sure. I mean, identify how you want, folks. We're here for you um, with our opinions. Oh yeah, yeah, and also righteousness. <laughs> Just my anger over everything. What is it about? Um, I mean, what 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 calls you? What's 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 out there going? Hello, Karen. Hello, Karen. Governor. Oh, before we talk about that, I don't want to, do you, did you ever have images that you like, were disturbed by that stuck with you? I mean, I, you know, I had that, uh, no, well, like, like anyone with a tracheotomy, it just drives me insane. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be insulting. It just makes me cringe in a way. Cause it, cause it's like you have a hole in your throat. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, how do you live? Um, yeah, it's, it's something that, that bothers me. That's probably the one thing that like, I, I, yeah. Mm-mm. 
And then I think I just think of like a mud flap. Like the, oh, like, oh, yeah. Oof. I kind of oh. think, I kind of think watching Grey's Anatomy actually helped me with my problem with things being gross because yeah. they started going with a, I'd say like season two or three started going with um, at least one major gross out right. in every episode. Mm-mm. And so that's when I just was like, oh, I don't have to look at this. I'll just look away. And right. but then also other things where even sort of as a concept I was squeamish about and I'm like, Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, I mean yeah. Penis transplants, it's a thing. I mean it's great that it's a thing. Because if you need one You get one. Get one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. <laughs> um I don't know. I mean so the, the thing about me tending to like British stuff. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff when I was a kid that we watched that I really liked um, was British. So, right. like, um, did you ever watch Mr. Bean, Rowan yeah. Atkinson? Yeah, wasn't funny. <laughs> wasn't funny. Did you ever see the episode at um, at Christmas when he got the turkey that was the size of a toddler Is that stuck where he gets on in himself? Space, right. <laughs> well, he was like, oh, it was over his torso almost. It's a, and his girlfriend comes over and. She, he's in the other room the whole time when she first comes in. So she doesn't know he's got the turkey on. It's cool. I'll <laughs> I just don't understand why that's funny. He's um, I was. I mean, I like Mr. Bean is funny to me because he's such a uh, he doesn't because he's nonverbal. Yeah, and and he also is such a bad person. Okay. He is a bad person. He's so selfish and yeah. he's always, he seems like he's sort of innocuous, but he's always doing mean things to other people. And it's just, um, but because everyone's so British, nobody calls him out on it most right. of the time. Um, but so like, I don't, what else did I watch? Um, did you watch Benny Hill? No. no. Cause that, I, cause I don't think Benny Hill was on PBS. No, Benny Hill was not on PBS. <laughs> No, Benny Hill was great. I watched Benny Hill. That was the extent of my brain. Where did you watch Benny Hill? It used to come on on Channel 9 in New York, um, probably around like 10 or 11 o'clock. Okay. And it was pretty weird and raunch- a little raunchy. Yeah. Um, they had some really different stuff. There was, there was another, there was a, um, I never watched Faulty Towers, but there was a show called. Um, what is that? I don't know what that is. I think that's a show with, uh, is it people in an old folks home? I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. I don't watch it. But, uh, th- but that's a big one. That's a really famous British sitcom. But there was another one called Are You Being Served that took place in a department store. Oh. And so it was, it was just all the, the main characters were the people who worked in the department store on this floor. So the, there was this older woman whose hair was always dyed all these crazy colors and right. she was always saying the word pussy oh. because she was, but it was her cat, right. but she would just say the filthiest things yeah. about, you know, going up to the manager and, you know, why she needed to go home and take care of her pussy. Right. Um, and there were definitely, but it was used as a double entendre. Right? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. It was fully. Th- okay. So that's something I enjoy about British humor is it's uh, a lot of the times it's, it's just dirty in a fun way. It's body. Right. You're having a laugh. Yeah. Are you having a laugh? Um, oh, so you, wait, is that extras? Yeah. Oh, I love extras. That was, yeah, that's really good. It's so dark. I'm not, I'm not on the Ricky Gervais train like I used to be because I don't think he's a good person. <laughs> but, um. He's like one penis showing shy of Louis C.K. 
<laughs> like, that's how I feel about Ricky Gervais at the moment. I wasn't thrilled when he, he lost a lot of weight and then started saying really nasty stuff about fat people. And then of course he gained it back. Yeah. And now he just hates himself. So he talks about it all the time. And it's like, cause he was, have you ever seen a picture of him when he was young? Yeah. He was in that. He was boy, beautiful. He was in that boy band or something like that or like a punk rock glam band or something like that. Yeah. 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 But no, I'm, I'm a big fan. Extras, extras was a show with, um, Ricky Gervais and then an actress. Who's Scottish that I really yeah, like. I can't remember her name. Um, she's in she's in that Amazon show Catastrophe. Oh yeah, she's the best friend. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, I really like her, but she, Maggie Maggie was her name on Extras. But so they're two um, two friends who are extras on TV shows and films, and um, just about their sort of progression of trying to make it um, from being extras. Yeah. And then there's always famous people. On each, which is like the best part when like the famous people are actually playing themselves, and then you see how horrible human beings they are. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. There's one where um, like Patrick Stewart is is trying to pitch for some reason his screenplay to Ricky Gervais because I think Ricky was trying to pitch to him, and Mm -hmm. then he starts getting a reverse (laughs) pitch. Um, It's all about like. Oh, so there's this police woman and then, but I, I have x-ray vision and, uh, <laughs> like it just, it, every single scene was about him seeing a woman naked and, and the ended with, but it's too late. I'd seen everything. I'd seen it all. <laughs> right. I say that all the time. It's too late. I saw everything. Well, you guys do. You guys yeah. Do we see it all. You see it all. We see it all. Everything. Um, yeah, there was that one and what was, there was a show. What are those? Downtown, uptown, what are those ones called? So there was, so there was also the, um, on the less funny side, the, you know, the period dramas. So there was, um, uh, upstairs, downstairs. That's it, yeah. Which I loved. And then also, uh, there was Masterpiece Theater would yeah, have was, a lot of yeah. British stuff. It had that Indian, mm-hmm. um, Indian one called Jewel in the Crown that I was obsessed with. And then also I would watch um, Mystery, which was Vincent Price was the host. And then mm-hmm. there were all the um, Sherlock Holmes with um, – what's his name? Uh, Brent Price? who He had the slicked back hair like Pat Riley. That name sounds familiar. I just made a basketball reference. Wow. Look at you. Zing. You're getting there. You mean that? <laughs> and I can talk – I can say Michael Jordan? That's pretty much it. Oh, that's a good one. It's my frame of reference. Um, I don't know. So as far as what I liked about it, the, I think I like, I I like British humor a lot of the time because it's, it's franker Mm -hmm. and it's also smarter a lot of the time. Wow. I don't know. Cause I, I think they don't have as much of an issue with like anti-intellectualism. Maybe that's not true. I don't know, but I, I do think they, there's sort of more appreciation for smart things. There's more of an attention span. And I'm not saying Americans don't have attention spans, but the people, the people who make media, <laughs> right? I think the people who make media for them, it's more of a sure bet in terms of the money they spend to produce to assume there is no attention span. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, a lot of what is fed through through mass production or whatever is is definitely more dick and fart jokes, right? Yeah. That are not clever. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're 
you go for the easy laughs because that's what makes the money. But then the easy laugh kind of tarnishes the whole thing. Yeah. Like Adam Sandler. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he had his moments. Yeah, I, 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 I like the wedding singer. Yeah. And some of those, what, Billy Madison or whatever. Um, it, was, it was iconic. Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's it was a good time. So you and but to this day, you still watch the Bake Offs and all those good stuff. Oh, I did watch. I did watch Bake. Well, I haven't been watching the new Bake Off because yeah. I miss Mary Berry. I don't know who that is Mary Berry, the mayor of DC, who snorted her. Cocaine? Her father was a mayor. <laughs> Remember, oh. I told you. I, I I told you the story one yeah. time way back in the early days. No, she's the she's sort of like British Julia Child. Yeah. Um, but so the, the show went from BBC to channel four over there. Okay. And so, um, they only retained one of their main hosts and mm. then the other three left. Uh, and I just don't like the new people that much. Right. Yeah. I've never really like watched any British. I mean, I'm trying to think. I, I don't, what was the, what? Mm. No. <laughs> I mean, I also, I like that, um, it's just not as slick yeah. a lot of the time. Like, people look more like real people to me. Okay. Um, like, they just don't, I don't know, all the shows on the, the, like, the CW or whatever. Right. Those people just don't really look like people to me. Because they're all pretty. Or they're yeah, all Yeah, like, well, there's just this veneer of... They all look like a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't really do it for me. I'd rather see, you know, people with fucked up teeth. And, and also, I mean, it, like, Brit- Britain is far more or far less homogenous ethnically than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like you, you do... And they're also very because in Britain... Uh, that was another thing I would say. In Britain, I just think there's more of... Um, a cultural value of supporting the arts. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to, for what would be network TV for us, people have to pay for a TV license. And so then that's where the money for the BBC comes from. Right. And so they also are very, to a hilarious degree, beholden to the license holders. Right. And so they get a lot of feedback. But so their their goals for showing diversity and, and having representation are mandated, and they do yeah. it. Um, and I, I like it. Yeah, no, I mean, there is definitely a more, at times, I mean, they they do have their moments of crassness. Oh, yeah. They, know, I mean, um, yeah, they don't do it perfectly. Yeah, no, I mean, my uncle lives, has lived there for over 30 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Where? Um, he lives in Swindon at the moment. Tilda Swindon? <laughs> no, not Tilda <laughs> He wishes he lived in Swindon. Okay. Hey, no, um, yeah. Why, my, my why uncle, does he live there? He ended up there uh, in the Air Force, and then after he was, um, he basically, um, someone said something racist to him, and he beat up uh, uh, someone, so he got kicked out of the Air Force for that. Um, They basically said that all good, you know, Puerto Ricans are good for mopping floors. Oh. So, yeah, he broke a guy's arm. And um, apparently they mopped the floor with it. <laughs> they're good for breaking arms too. Um, so, <laughs> but he settled there. He got married. Um, had a you know had a daughter, and um, he's been there since. Yeah. So um, I when I went to visit him, I was you know I was it's it was a great country, but they also have you know they they have the page fives. Is it page five? 
I don't know. They have like a you know like a saucy like newspaper where like where the page. Oh five yeah, like yeah. The, you know, saucy. Was it woman. the Sun? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So they do have there, but they they also do have. I mean, I th- I think you, you're. I can agree with you in saying that this country doesn't. It's almost as if you value things that are artistic. You're kind of whether you're elitist or not, but you're kind of a nerd. Yeah. Right? Or like. I don't know, like you're looked down upon for some odd reason. Yeah. So, which is not a good thing. No. <laughs> like, no. You know. And it's not a good thing to make fun of people who like, um, you know, crass things as well. I love crass things. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I also think I also tend to find. Uh. Oh, that's awful. I tend to find non-Americans hotter. Not just Even British people. Teeth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. All right, so let's go down this list. Give, <laughs> <laughs> give me your hot American versus your hot British guy or woman, either one. Okay. I mean, let me, let me, let me, let me think of somebody who's a hot American. Okay. Hot British. So for me, do you know who David Tennant is? He's the guy that was in the. He played Mr. Purple in um, Jessica Jones, right? That guy. Oh yeah, you would know him from there. Yeah, and he yeah. Was also, is he Doctor Who or Sherlock? He was one of them. Okay, Doctor, yeah, he one. was the tenth Doctor. Okay. Okay, and then so you think he? And he was in Broadchurch. Which yeah, that show was terrible. He actually, when they <laughs> bought that show, because they bought that to U.S. Oh, and his accent was so frightening. And just his whole demeanor, I was like, I hate this. Like, this has to go. Yeah. And then also that guy Michael Pena was in it, and I can't stand that guy. So that's a whole other issue. Yeah, I, I couldn't watch the U.S. one. Um, his He has uh, his... um. His speaking voice, naturally being sort of a higher baritone, yeah. meant that when he tried to do an American accent, he sort of sounded like he was from Kentucky, mm. but in a, I don't know. Not in a good Kentucky way? He reminded me of, like, the, the like, five-brother uh, gospel-singing groups who would come through to my church when I was a kid who all, there was always one guy with a crazy high voice. That's what he sounded like. I was like, that's not what you sound like at all, David Tennant. So that's your, you're going to hold him, and, and who would you, an American, like, someone that's equivalent or less equivalent, or, like, you? Uh, I don't know, people, do people like Ryan Gosling? Is he Canadian, right? Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher? That guy? Do people, I don't know. Yeah. Tell me someone who you think is, like, a hot... So if I was going to go, let's go guy, I always say Matt Bomer because I think he's, like, dreamy. He's gay. Yeah, that's right. But he's dreamy. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he is. Like he, yeah. And if I was going to go British dude, you got to go Idris Elba. Oh, duh. <laughs> like, I mean, duh. that guy is like, bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for women, I don't know. Oh, you got to watch Luther. <laughs> it's grim, but it's Cause, good. Because then, oh, but she's Australian. Kate Blanchett, I think, is really pretty. I like her nose. Oh. Yeah, and then U.S. women, it's just... I think... I mean, I'm I'm obviously not saying there are no attractive people in America. At all. Uh, but, but, But I don't tend to find the people who are become stars yeah. particularly attractive. Yeah, I mean, I, like... 
Usually, like, I don't, and usually if you see the person who's, like, picked on on sitcoms for being not the attractive one, they're still pretty attractive. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she's the one. Oh, what was that movie with Freddie Prinze Jr. and the girl? Oh, and yeah. she took off her glasses and all of a sudden she was it like. It was Anne Hathaway, right? Well, oh, I don't know. It was Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, you're right. And um, then Anne Hathaway's a, Princess Diaries. Takes off her glasses and all of a sudden she's like, oh, no, she was pretty hot with her glasses on. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, probably hotter with her glasses on. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. There is a different, um, more to kind of like inclu- make it more inclusive. Yeah. It's true, because when I watched, I was watching something the other day. Oh, I was watching that, that show Bodyguard on Netflix, where it was, um, the guy. Oh, right. Right, right. The guy from, um, Game of Thrones, Rob Stark. Um, he played like. He's like, Scottish? I think he is Scottish. Oh, right? Scottish guys. <laughs> and he played like a, uh, like a, the Secret Service to one of the, um, one of the, one of the, you know, like, the ministers. Yeah, one of the prime minister people, something like that. Um, he was like and, a cabinet minister. Yeah, somebody important. And um, <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, but like the in, like when you the inclusiveness of all cultures and like people in high positions, and you see, uh, and the, without like you know without you, not that racism doesn't exist in England because clearly it, it fucking yeah. does. Um, because they have a literal class system. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you see the mixture of people, like, you kind of don't think twice about, well, there's no Ameri- there's no implied American racism in the show that you're watching. Right. Where when I'm watching something American, I'm like, well, there's probably some shit going on there. This, this guy has to come to work and yeah. do some UPS shit. You know what I mean? Like, but maybe, maybe there, is sort of coded stuff that we're not getting. Yeah, sure. Because with accents are so varied there mm-hmm. and they say very specific things. And also, um, a lot of the time just by how people look, you can tell exactly yeah. what, um, what sort of role they're going to play. Um, yeah. but I don't know. It's kind of a relief to, uh, to consume media from a society that doesn't pretend it's classless. Right. Because that drives me insane here. Well, it's also kind of appreciating something, well, as an outsider, right? Like, you're like, I'm, that's, I'm going to try to, like, watch this. I appreciate it. I like it a lot. And I'm trying to learn everything about some of the things about it. But I'm, I'm still an outsider, like, looking in. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Tell it to my DNA test. Oh. Which turned out to be more British than Irish, which was shocking. Well, then I was or about wrong. equivalent British and Irish. Then I was wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, because it reminds me of like, you know, this issue of like othering or like, you know, kind of fetishizing over things. Yeah. And, you know, we all do it and, and it could be something so innocent, but it right. could also be something very, you know, awkward. But I don't, I don't actually seek things out because they're British. I just right. tend to like British things when I find them. Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. It's, well, do you have anything like that that's sort of a shorthand where you know, you know, this genre or this aesthetic or, I mean, you know, it's going to be pretty much a home run for you most of the time? Yeah, like usually, I mean, there are a lot of things like, I mean, usually, I mean, not anything like culturally, but like if it's like a detective, like, you know, like uh, something where it's like a, 
you have to like think about like you know who done it or whatever like i'm mm-hmm. usually i'm like oh i'm all in like i want to find out like you know yeah. it just kind of they calls out to me like i'm really interested in trying to figure you should write detective novels set in queens in queens oh but there's no crime in queens oh right there's nothing to detect <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, there are tons of things. I, I think it's only a date, like, it can be only dangerous where, like, you start, you know. I think that the, the issue with, like, fetishizing things is, like, you start to, the thing that you're fetishizing doesn't have, um, it's, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's your objective, it's an, it's an object. Right. That which, without any, you know, it's usually. Well, so, like, with a, with a sexual fetish, um, you transfer the pleasure that you would generally feel from some sort of physical sensation to whatever the activity or the object right. of, you know, of the fetishes that is non, non-sexual, um, or traditionally non-sexual. And so, you know, sort of similarly, yeah, if you're just saying like, this is British, I love it, but it has no value then. Yeah. So, I mean, it, that's when it really becomes dangerous. But if you're like getting your kicks off through like some art, I can't, you know, like, it's nothing. It's just, you know, it's just, I just find it funny how the degrees of like how this is so innocent, but this can be taken, you know, maybe not by watching a cooking show, but anything else like, you know, yeah. can be taken to like, oh, yeah, you're not valuing. It's usually, it, I mean, it comes up a lot in like, um, Usually in culture, like Asian culture, usually in right, groups. like manja and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah, or like you know, I mean, if you look, is at that like, how you say that? I say manga. Manga. I don't know which one. Because wait, right. manja's like eat more pasta, right? Like manja, manja. Yeah, I mean, if it's like you know where, um, you know, you're, you know, uh, you know, you're watching karate flicks or something all day, or or you know, or like with music and like Elvis and the blues or the Beatles, you know, speaking of like your mixture of British with rock. Right. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, they're, they are a big, it it makes sense that. Do you like the Beatles? They're. I don't like them. I know. I I really don't think they're good. Everybody I know who's sort of curmudgeon he doesn't like the Beatles, which is funny. (laughs) Uh, I mean. (laughs) What? What did you call me? Uh, I, there's, yeah, some of their songs are amazing and they have, you know, had a great cultural impact. You're gonna run. That's but what I'm, I thought you were gonna say. I mean, there, there are specific Beatles songs I really, really love, yeah. but I'm not, I don't have, you know, like yeah. a box set or anything. Not yet. Not ever. Oh, okay. Well, it's, I'd stream it if I wanted it. Yeah. 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 I mean, they have some songs that I'm like, oh, that's okay. But I'm not like, you know, you know, when people just be like, oh, that's the greatest ever. Are they? Really? Sure What's this submarine that. song? Yellow submarine? Le- it's yellow. I was thinking purple. I don't know why. Yeah, I love yellow submarine. Do you really? It's cute. It's about a yellow submarine. Like, I want to be in a yellow submarine under the sea with you. That's nice. That makes me feel claustrophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of the submarine. Because <laughs> <laughs> the emotion. <laughs> It's too much. It's so, like, do you... Because, all right, so, like, I was watching um, Tideland, that show on Netflix. I think I mentioned it about the Australians. And oh. they don't put anybody ugly on that show. Yeah. It's like, you can't even... So, like, there's this whole thing with Australia. All Australians are pretty, and I know they're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
you know um but like every like i mean from like the hemsworths to the people on like this show like it, it's kate blanchett who's the other australian nicole kidman but she's not looking so good because of all the yeah stuff she's, she's pretty done. to start with she's pretty but she's fucked her face up yeah no like in far far and away yeah, no, she's Back a, in the day. No, she's a... Days I mean, of Thunder? I would actually think that if she didn't do anything, I think she, she would be... She would be so... Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, these these women in Hollywood need to... Like, they take care of them... I mean, you know, I hate it. I actually hate that phrase. But, like, they take care of themselves, quote-unquote, so well. So, like, why do you also need to... My my thing about, like, all the fillers in the, the plastics work in general, and maybe it'll get better. Yeah. But for now, it just makes people look like burn victims. Like, you get that kind of shiny, yeah. tight, puffy, where it looks like your face is scar tissue. I know. Helen Hunt. Yeah, that's, that's a rough Ryan. one. Um, who's the older lady, Jessica? Lang? Yeah. I saw her face-to-face at BAM maybe mm. 10 years ago. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why they do that to themselves, because I think, you know, clearly they were beautiful. And, and you know, I, I mean, that's, the, that's Hollywood, I guess, um, putting that on them. My favorite is, um, I was watching the uh, iHeartRadio Awards okay. because of my daughter, and I would never normally watch that. And I saw Alicia Keys, and I remember Alicia Keys was going on this whole thing that she's not going to wear makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, now it, it's, she's has makeup on to make it look like she's not wearing makeup. <laughs> and I find that very funny. Um, she's a very beautiful woman. I just, I, I find it just very funny that, that that's, like, the look that she's going. You're still wearing makeup. Yeah, well, that's a thing. But just don't wear anything. That's the thing is men, and I'm saying that as a blanket statement, but typically when you get comments, you know, it's men say that they like, they they just want you to look natural, don't wear any makeup. But what they actually want is you to wear natural looking makeup. Yeah, no, that's true, please. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's, it is a double standard, of course. I just... If you're going to make a statement, um, go out there and do the right thing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Alicia I'm so Keys sorry. Alicia makeup, Keys. Makeup, oh, makeup. Um, yeah, that's that's a hard one to stick with. I know. I'm, I'm just busting her chops. She looks great. Yeah. She sounds great, too. She's a good singer. So, so you're a British. James Bond, did you watch? <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're British. You're British. James Bond, how did you feel about that? Uh, Did you watch that as a kid? Because they used to come on late in the movies. Definitely watched it on like ABC as a yeah, like yeah, Sunday yeah. night movie as a kid, um, and was all right with it. Um, started to get really embarrassing once I was teen-ish because mm-hmm. I realized what he was actually saying, and that was horrifying. Um, but then when Daniel Craig started the first the first Daniel Craig Bond movie is so good it is a good movie Casino Royale is fucking amazing it really is good and um I and I love him yeah. I don't know I really like the idea of sort of like thug Bond mm. compared to like you know suave. yeah yeah and then he just you know but still put him in a fitted tuxedo holy hell yeah <laughs> um yeah I like Daniel Craig a lot there's one there's one more with him coming <laughs> I'm gonna leave it on that. I just want well, you to just nothing. Nothing was. I mean, none, uh, to me, none of them were. None of them were remotely as good as Casino Royale. Was. No, and Ava Green. My God, oh, I love her. I love her. Yeah. Um, but the one with oh, 
the one, the one with um, Javier Bardem, where he had the face that popped out. Yeah, I didn't see that one. It's that Skyfall? so funny. Skyfall. Yeah, I didn't see it that one. It is hilarious. It's so it, the the it's so campy. Yeah. Um. Like basically, this the bad guy's coming after him and coming after Judy Dench. Yeah. And so he decides to um take her to the um Scottish house out in the middle of the moors that he was an orphan in. Yeah. Where there's just a Scottish caretaker. Right. And right, then this right, right. massive like mob of mercenaries comes. I might have seen this. And just the just goes to war or mm-hmm. in his house. It's really funny. It's really, really funny. Um, yeah. And also the, the way they did the backstory. I, yeah, I also find the Daniel Craig Bond much funnier than the previous Bonds. But they're supposed to be prequels, right? Um, well, the, well, Casino Royale was, it was it was sort of a prequel because it was him his first kill in yeah, the intro the was seven, him becoming right? he was a double O. Yeah, and then his losing Ava Green, spoiler alert, <gasps> was, you know, what hardened him right. to become the man, you know. But then, you know, all the Bond movies, any lady who was with him was gonna die. Yeah. It I was get, so funny. Fun. Yeah. And hopefully in the other order. It doesn't matter which yeah. It matters to the lady. Do you oh. remember the one where he rode the cello case down the mountain? Is that? Wait, I think that one's Timothy Ro- Dalton or Roger Moore. Right? Roger Moore. Is that Roger Moore? I don't know. I don't know. Either. I was very amused by that one when I was a kid. Him and a lady riding down a down a Swiss Alp on a cello case. Is that the one with Grace Jones? I don't know. What's the name of that? It's the one that Duran Duran. It's called Shock Tank. No, I don't know. <laughs> Duran Duran did the um, song for. I don't know. Is it View to a Kill? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep saying it. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. We'll look that up later. Um. Did you? Did you ever watch any Doctor Who as a kid? I know you don't watch the the reboot. Man, you think I actually watched some British shit as a kid? It was on PBS. <laughs> you think I watched PBS? I don't know. I Electric Company. That was it. That was. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, no. Do you I remember? Watch. Do you remember Gene Shalit on the Today Show? Yes. So, <laughs> one of the one of the Doctor Who's when I was like from classic Who from the sixties or seventies had hair that looked like Gene Shalit. And uh, I was so confused about which one was which (laughs) (laughs) when I was little. Uh, But then I just, oh, I thought Doctor Who sucked so bad when I was a kid. But then I loved the reboot. I didn't even know Doctor Who was an old show until you just told me right now. Yeah. Well, do you know, so the the thing is that the Doctor is, um, he's a, a member of a species called a Time Lord. And so the thing is, oh. is they have multiple lives. Okay. And so what it does is it allows them to reboot the series over and over and over again because they can change the actor who plays the Doctor. So like Altered Carbon. I didn't watch that. So basically um, the tall dude from that show. Which show? Um, with the, the, the short lady. <laughs> Rhea Perlman. Yes. So it Rhea Perlman. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Rhea Perlman. <laughs> Norm. Norm. 
Um, fuck, what's his name? He was the guy who started RoboCop. Regardless of who the actor was. Um, because the, the whole thing of the show is that they get to switch their sleeves, which is your body. Oh, okay. So you're, you're basically, your, your soul or everything, your, your is in something they call a stack, mm-hmm. which is like a cir- circular oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I remember you told and me they that. They put it yeah. in your neck. So like the next season, they're like, well, that guy's gonna make another show. I'm gonna just hire another actor and put the, you know, they'll yep. be the same, you know, soul, the concept, the person. But it'll just be a new actor playing that thing because, because, it, because fuck it, <laughs> because they want out of their contract. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know that in in this case, that guy was gonna do that show on Amazon, Hannah. So oh okay, he was like, all right, we don't need you. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, well, though, what's kind of cool about with Doctor Who because it really it was a, a kids show. Yeah. Um, was that it was supposed to sort of give kids the one of the elements of it was to give kids the experience of loss mm. and then you know and then oh, being able to move forward every time? yeah oh, okay because you get so hooked on something yeah no when so when i when i started watching the reboot it was chris eccleston yeah and i didn't know that the doctor would change right. i had no idea and so when it happened at the end in there it's it's british tv so the series the season is only like eight yeah. ten episodes um when he was gone, I was just like, what? It was, it was terrible. Oh. And then, but then David Tennant's my all-time favorite and he was who came in next, so. Um, but yeah, it is kind of funny because it makes you feel really, like it, it makes you sort of assess your attachments or yeah. over-attachments. <laughs> yeah. How was the woman? I know they just, uh... So it was, Billy Piper was the companion at, when the reboot started. Yeah. And so she stayed. When Chris Eccleston left. Okay. And then she was there for... But wasn't there a female Doctor Who? Oh, yeah, this last season. Yeah, how was she? So I like the actress. Okay. Um, But it feels... So it, they didn't just change the Doctor, they changed the showrunner. Okay. Because it had been... The reboot started with Russell T. Davies. And then he was there... When did he... He left... He left, I think, when Matt Smith started. Okay. Or who? So Matt Smith was eleven. Um, but so then you had you had um, Stephen Moffat, who was a showrunner also for Sherlock, mm-hmm. um, and he had written a bunch of episodes. So that was how he transitioned into it. So they hadn't switched the showrunner again until this last season when they brought in um, the Lady Doctor. And <laughs> <It's OBGYN. laughs> <She's OBGYN. laughs> um, so it's actually this the guy, the showrunner now is the guy who was the showrunner of Broadchurch. Oh, okay. And the lady Doctor Who is the mother from the first season of Broadchurch. Okay. And she's a great actress, um, but it just it really it really really feels like a kid show in a mm. way I don't enjoy. Right. And they have they have a group of three or four companions mm. instead of just having one and then occasionally two for special things or right. an extended sort of reunion situation. Um, it's, it's, it's a very different vibe. And also I hate her costume so much. Mm. The doctor wears the same costume right. all the time and hers, I think it's because the, she wears, she's in pants, but they, they're like crop pants. Oh, okay. And they just make her look like... It, she sort of looks like she's dressed like Rainbow Bright. Right. And it makes it just very, you know... I don't know. Like, 
glumfy. Like they, I don't know if it's just because they don't want her sexuality, like as a woman, right. to be a big deal. Right. Um, but it it was weird. I'm not like that excited to watch mm. the next season. So, I mean, with the money they saved by paying her eighty cents on the dollar, they were able to <laughs> hire extra companions. Is what you're telling me? I think that's what it was. <laughs> I think that's what it was. No, it was. It it just sort of lacked cohesion the season. Yeah. I mean Yeah, I don't know. If you put if you change I mean if you put a different whether it's a woman, different race or whatever, you have to have someone who kinda can write in that you know, like that voice. You yeah. Know I mean? Like you can't just like, you know, not it's a whole other you kinda have to almost hire a new writer. Or new writers. Yeah, well, and they, they did. Yeah. Um, no, there's, it, it's a weird, it's a weird character because you have, the, the doctor doesn't lose their memory. Oh, it's the same. They just change their body. Gotcha. And so they're different. They, they do have different, um, cause the last doctor before was, oh god, I can't think of his name. He's great, but he, he was older. Mm-hmm. He was a lot older, which is sort of more like classic who days. Mm-hmm. And he was grumpy. Um, but no, it, it is a, it must be like a crazy character to play because you're, I don't know how old the character, I mean, he's lived through 1400 years, 1600 wow. years, something like that. Time Lord. Time Lord. Yeah. Last of. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll get better. Much like life. Much like life. We'll see about that. So. We, um, how do you think that, like, all these, I mean, because now it's no longer PBS that's, like, showing, we have BBC, we even have BBC, BBC America, America we yeah. We have BBC America where, even like they're- Which made, is, who produced Killing Eve, which is right. so good, so good. And that, oh, I didn't look it up, that show with the clones- with Tatiana Maslov, that was a BBC America show. One of the earlier BBC Americas was Copper. I don't know if you saw that. Is that a show about a cop? Mm-hmm. Like the first bunch of cops in New York City, like, but like in like the, like the, like the Irish, what is that, what was that down, what the hell was that called? Five Points? Oh, like yeah. There? That was a good show. Like Gangs of New York? Yeah, that was fun. And I think they had another one called Turncoat? About okay. like a... During the Revolutionary War. <laughs> um, who is the traitor? Uh, ben- Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold. I think Benedict like, Cumberbatch. He is a traitor. Um, <laughs> oh, you hate him. I, I forgot. Like him. You think he looks like a Cabbage Patch kid? I think he looks like the um, meathead from Meatballs. And anyone who gets that reference, God bless <laughs> you. Um and I don't like him as Doctor Strange. Well, I didn't like Doctor Strange. Anyway. Oh yeah, Doctor Strange was hilariously terrible. You know, it's funny. I I, I turned it off, but I um, after watching Aquaman this this last week, I have to look at Doctor Strange with a different lens because Aquaman was pretty damn bad. Mm. I mean, you just can't sell a movie around a guy who's good looking, and that's your <laughs> only bet. Doctor Strange, the. The fight scenes seemed like they had just taken um, instructional videos from the 70s. (laughs) 
that it went in and just played them for no apparent reason and really? were like, science. And then at the same time, superimposed, you know, two actors. Yeah. I, like I said, I turned it off. Yeah. I have to finish it. I just couldn't. Uh, Meryl and I, Meryl and I went to, that was the first time I w- went to Alamo Draft House. And so I was like, you know what? It's a bad movie, but it's got Benny C in it. And I'm eating a short rib burger in a chair at a movie theater that somebody brought me and I'm putting it in my face. Are those, are those really expensive, those places? No. No? No, I mean the, 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 the tickets aren't really any more expensive than any ticket right. in New York is. And then the food is, you know. So, so what that is for anyone who doesn't know is when they, you basically are at a restaurant slash movie theater. Yeah. (laughs) And you get to, I mean, what I really like about it too is you get to, um, reserve your seat. Yeah. I like to be on the end of the row. Yeah. I mean, the theater we have here, it's it's all like you pick your seats. They don't serve food, but, um, I I do. The one at Battery Park lets you know too. I, I do like that. I don't have to fight anyone. Yeah. You know, and then I know where everybody's sitting. If I have a really bad day at work, like I'll look up a Battery Park movie theater and yeah. see what's over there, and then oh. it's like it's so isolated. It's yeah. amazing over you Shake Shack. Oh yeah, now that it's there, <laughs> but it also it's like you just take escalator after escalator up into the yeah. sky, and then the movie theater is never full of people. And yeah, it's because it's it is so good. Out of the way it's in a yeah. spot, and then the Shake Shack. That Shake Shack's always crowded though. Yeah. Though. <laughs> well. That's it for this week, but I do have to talk about my new memory, <laughs> which if you, anyone who knows me can tell by me slowing down my pace, I'm trying to think of a new memory. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sure there's something somewhere. So for my new memory, um, I got my blood work done. Oh my. And everything is, uh. Okay. Mm. Except I gotta take these damn cholesterol pills. Oh, shut it. So that's a very low dose. So don't you worry out there. <laughs> yeah, high triglycerides. Uh, the with the I don't know one of the bad ones, the lower one I think was. High. You just filled oh. up with hard canola oil. <laughs> just, just all up in it. I figured, but if I just light a fire in my heart, right? It'll you know. If it were warmer out, that canola oil would be yeah. room temperature. It would decoagulate. I don't even know if that's a word, <laughs> but, um, uncoagulate? No. I think just melt is what happens yes. with fat. I needed to just, you know. So yeah, that's my memory where it's like, wow, you're not getting any younger. You have to, uh, start taking care of yourself because, um, you gotta take pills. I'm gonna try to fight it though. Fight the pills? Fight the pills. Fight the pills. Yeah. Uh, well, are you still on your, um, you were on a big sort of bean, bean parade for a long time. <laughs> I don't know what bean parade means. Blackbeanparade.com. Oh, I do, I do like black bean burgers. I like black beans, black bean burgers, black bean salsa, just the black beans. Bean parade. It's not. Well, I mean, you know, I am Puerto Rican. We do like beans. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, um, no, yeah, if I can get a bean, I'll take it. Yeah. I like a pinto bean. Pinto beans are good. Mm-hmm. Good pinto beans. Yeah. I gotta get back on bean parade. I was doing, I was, all hopped up about doing not quite vegan, but sort of primarily plant based. How's that going? It was going well, and then so you had a short rib. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, the short rib that was a while ago. <laughs> that was when Doctor Strange came out. Um, no, you know, I'm just I suck because I I get I have to I 
you know, I get excited about things. I get into things for a while. And then I, oh, I think it was because I, I did sort of like, I'm doing, like I, I did a no seamless, uh, through January thing. How'd that work out? Good, good. It was just that then when February came, I, you know, I, as soon as I, with me, like I can change a habit and I can change a habit for an extended period of time. And the second I change back, I don't ever think about it again. Like it's just like a switch flips and. Yeah. I did a no seamless January too, but that's because I use Grubhub. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I gotta get, it's too, it's too expensive. I gotta get back to it. It really is expensive. Like just. And I like cooking. Just ordering out is really expensive. I mean, it's, it's so nice and easy, but. Yeah. But it's, there's something about like, no, dude, feed yourself. I don't, I'm not, I'm talking to myself, not you when I say that. You know, of just, no, get up off the couch and go feed yourself. Yeah. Like make, just make some choices. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's just a level of like, I can have anything I want. Look at it. It's all there. Right. It's all there. But then it's not that good. No, it's never that good. Like the payoff is not really. Yeah. I can, I mean, not to, not to just be arrogant like usual, but I can make way better food than I can order right, from anything. Just make it. Just make it. <laughs> but yeah, I got, no, I got to get back to it. Yeah. Well, as long as we're still alive, we can always keep making changes. Boom. Mic drop. all right well that's it for this week this has been lovely it has been lovely um if you want to get in touch with us you want to be a patron of ours you want to share us your thoughts and feelings and probably not prayers but if you want to uh just go to (laughs) brokencorners.com and all of our social media is available there and we would love to hear from you in any form share a memory share a memory Share and share alike. Yeah. All right. All right. Have a good week. I will see you.